This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome citizen. Ladies, woohoo, and gentlemen, woohoo, welcome to woohoo, another woohoo, digital woohoo, citizen, another digital citizen, episode 208. Uh, I'm going to do the woohoos into episodes as well, as well, but it is an anniversary show. Happy anniversary, Luke. Happy anniversary, Fro, and everybody. Yep, four years yeah. doing this. Four, four years doing this. <laughs> Fucking hell. We've gone through a Please lot of guess. crazy shit during the show. I mean, a lot of different <laughs> news stories that we've covered all the way through and got a lot of people uh, talking crap to us about it and then turned out it was one thing when it wasn't. I mean, so many different <laughs> news stories that have turned out like that when we've been doing this, and I feel like this week is no different. <laughs> Uh, when we started the show, Donald Trump was not a president candidate. That's true. Is that true? <laughs> it is? Yeah, I guess so. I feel it is. No, no, no. He was, he was a candidate, I think. I think when we were doing Let's Talk then would have been when he wasn't a candidate. Because we started this in really? September 2015. So, yeah, he would have... Just barely been starting to be a candidate. He, uh, when we started okay. the show, he wouldn't have been considered a viable candidate. He would have been considered like a total joke that a nobody joke. took serious yeah. and thought it was just a way to sell some books or something. Nobody thought yeah. he was actually wanted to be president. Do you know? Do you know who at least believed it? Donald Trump. <laughs> I was gonna say I still am not one hundred percent sure he did want to be president. He just ended up there. Oh no! No no. I, I think I think it definitely didn't. Uh, but uh, talking about people that's going against him, uh, we got some bad news today. Uh, we did. Just this morning, <coughs> seeing Bernie Sanders has canceled uh, further upcoming events until uh, until further notice, I guess, due to an yeah. artery blockage. Uh, he went under. He he had a heart procedure. Looks like he had two stints put into his heart, uh, his campaign manager, or campaign advisor, I should say, Jeff Weaver said, um, he's in good spirits, he will be resting up over the next few days, we're canceling his events and appearances until further notice, uh, we will continue to provide, uh, appropriate updates, so we'll just keep an eye out for that, um, sounds like 
they caught it before it was anything too bad. And, uh, you know, people who have these kind of things go on and uh, live long to- a long time. Even, uh, I mean, two stints is, isn't a huge amount comparatively to some. I mean, according to American television, he will give a black woman some socks and they will fall in love. Some socks, right. It, oh, it sounded like you said give her some sex, so that was not... Maybe, <laughs> maybe both. <laughs> I, I think it is funny because um, Bob Hart's Abishula, the first episode, they even point... Yeah, yeah. Uh, the very first scene, it's like when he's in the hospital... He goes, uh, she goes, you had a stint put in your heart. And he said, how many? And she said, uh, five. Five. And he's like, is that a lot? Yeah. And she's like, not for a guy your size. <laughs> right. You know, heart attack jokes. Mm-hmm. We will talk about that TV show a little later. Um, will we? But, I don't think uh, we will. We have way too much TV. We can't be talking about Bob Hart's Abishula <laughs> since we talked about it last week. Okay, I will say that I saw second episode done, and I'm out now. I like the show. I've seen two episodes. <laughs> okay. I think you went into this wanting to hate the show, and so you've decided to hate it. Because you wanted to hate it before you ever even saw it. <laughs> it's true. I, 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 I'm not going to lie and say, no, that isn't true. Because it is true. Right. <laughs> I agree that. I agree that it's true, and I, I, I agree that I have prejudices against that show. I totally agree on that. You don't think the parents and are funny? The parents are hilarious in this show. I I loved where the car chasing scene. I, I, I think that was kind of funny, yeah. Yeah, the parents are the best part. I think I w- they're the, w- the most comedic part of the whole show. The two main characters yes. maybe are not the best, but the... The two parents make up for all the parents comedy, are, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, that was the most fun part of it. But anyway, <laughs> let's go into <laughs> let's go into Trumpilum uh, because that's his name on this show now. Um, remember when I talked last week that I said Ruby Giuliani would probably be in some kind of trouble? Well. <laughs> what has happened in America this week, Luke? Uh, it says that uh, Rudy Giuliani, uh, his, Trump's lawyer, obviously, was is being subpoenaed for an uh, impeachment inquiry. So he's going to testify for this in- inquiry that's happening, which we talked about last week already. Uh, two of Donald Trump's top two lieutenants were dragged further into a rapidly unfolding impeachment investigation on Monday at as Republicans distance themselves from Trump, uh, the Democratic-led House Intelligence Committee subpoenaed uh, Mr. Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, saying that he acknowledged on television that he asked the government of Ukraine to target former Vice President Joe Biden, which we said right. last week. That's exactly what Fro said last week. Yep. I did. But you also said so, last week you thought he was the whistleblower, which I don't know if that was a joke or what what that was. But you were saying last oh, week, I, I I said that I said that in a jokingly fashion, but but I I I meant I meant it kind of seriously because uh, we knew about this two weeks, or, or at least I knew about it two weeks ago when I watched an interview with him, where he more more. <laughs> 
Les said in that interview before the whistleblower complaint came out, by the way, that, uh, oh, yeah, he was on the phone with this guy and he said some stupid things. So, uh, also, I was shortly afterwards. I was kind of sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, uh, so I was kind of joking and kind of not. Sure. Okay. Uh, shortly afterwards, the Wall Street Journal reported that Secretary Mike Pompeo took part in the Trump Zelensky took part in the Trump Zelensky phone call, which has triggered the push for impeachment. Uh, the senior State Department official told the Journal that Pompeo was among the administration officials who listened in on the call. So he wasn't part of the mm-hmm. call; he was just listening in on the call. He knew everything that was said, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they they want to interview him. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. I mean, it's interesting enough. I mean, uh, of all stupid things Donald Trump has done, I don't think this is the most stupid thing he has done. I don't think, I think at think all. It, I th- I think this has a uh, lot more to do with who else is involved in this and the fact that yes, it's an attack that. on the on the other side of the political elite you know yes. it's infighting yes. they didn't when when he bombed syria and then months later we found out that they didn't actually have any uh stores of biological weapons and he dropped mother of all bomb on syria remember that years ago fro we didn't impeach right. him for that we didn't impeach we, all these things happen that trump uh, what about everything that happened with venezuela i would say that's an impeachable offense right Trying to overthrow a, a, well, another country without any type of uh, authorization from the rest of the government. I think that's probably impeachable. But, you know, as soon as he attacks Biden, that's when we're going to try to impeach him. Yeah. Or I. It, right. It just seems kind of, yeah, the whole, uh, the, everything at the border, like the, the kids in the cages, everything like that. Yeah. But none of, the, none of that was uh, up, up the alley of Nancy Pelosi to impeach. But as soon as he goes after Biden, now it's conveniently time we need to start impeachment <laughs> proceedings. Now it's personal. Exactly. That's what it is. It's, it, it became personal all of a sudden. And yeah. as soon as you attack the other, uh, the, the other elites, like you can attack poor people all you want. You attack the other elites. Now, now you're in trouble, buddy. Right. I think another interesting yeah, thing, at least here in America, I don't know how they're covering it in Norway. So let me know. Uh, but they're talking a lot about whistle the whistleblower law and how Donald Trump is trying to find out who this whistleblower is and it's there's laws here in America where you're not supposed to uh, uh, try to arrest whistleblowers who are just trying to help uh, you know bring information to the American public that uh, about what bad the government's doing. I don't know yeah, is that how they're portraying it. That's- yeah, because that really worked for somebody hiding in Russia right now. Uh, well, yeah, I was even going to go deeper, but is that <laughs> how they're portraying it in Nor- Norwegian news or even in UK news? Well, as I that we that we need to protect this whistleblower whistleblower's identity and keep it secret. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that whistleblower laws, it, this person shouldn't get in trouble because of whistleblower laws that we have here in America. Right. What about that right. Chelsea Manning? Is she still in jail, Fro, by any chance? Yeah. How about how about that Julian Assange that uh, two months ago they were all really, really <laughs> mad about? He's not a whistleblower, yeah. though, right? He's not press either. What, so what is he now? He's just a... It, yeah, or, or Mr. Edward Snowden. Yeah, and Edward Snowden. Yes. 
Yeah. I mean, that's it, it. I mean, it's relevant because the book came out, but I think it's more relevant Julian Assange and uh, Chelsea Manning because they're they're both in jail. Well, I they think are. Chelsea Manning is still in jail, right? Right. I but uh, I mean, being trapped in a country that's not yours is kind of a jail as well. So. In all, in all honesty, if he left Russia and went to America, he would be in the deep shit of trouble. So he is kind of in jail. He, he can't really go anywhere, uh, sure. anywhere. Right. So I mean, it's all it's the, per- it's all the personal, same. It's a personal jail. It's all the same point I'm making. It really doesn't matter right. what, you know, this or that, the semantics of it. The whole point is these same people who two months ago were all over Julian Assange saying, this guy's evil, Get we need to take him down, we need to arrest him for what he did to Hillary Clinton. Now, this whistleblower doing basically the exact same thing to Trump, they're saying, we need to protect him, Don't he can't get in trouble, No, you know what I mean? It's like, there's a double standard here that is really ridiculous. But uh, uh, since we are talking about Assange... Uh, yeah, let's, I already, yeah, let's move right to that story, yeah. yeah. Uh, Spain's security firm probed for spying on Assange for the CIA. A Spanish uh, private security firm, which is under investigation in Madrid, spied on WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange on behalf of the CIA while uh, he was inside of the Ecuadorian embassy in London. El uh, Pais Daily reported Friday. Citane. Uh, Citane. Uh, C- Sitting? Sitting? Sitting. Yep. Sorry. Uh, unspecified documents and statements. The paper said Undercover Global Limited, which uh, was responsible with, uh, for security at the embassy while Assange was staying there, sent U.S. Uh, intelligence service audio and video files of meetings he had with his lawyers. That is fucking atrocious. Does this sound familiar, this Undercover Global? It might sound a little familiar because it used to be called UC Global and we covered them when we did that story (laughs) that The Guardian put out, uh, remember that Guardian story that turned out to be completely false about one of the Trump people meeting with Assange? Right. That came out of Undercover Global. Right. That was written by people who worked for UC Global. And it turned out to be false, and now these people are under investigation for actually spying on Assange for the CIA. This is... A fantastic company. Uh, The reports were allegedly handed over by David Morales, who owns the company and currently investigated by Spain's National Court, the paper paper said. Uh, One of the Assange lawyers... Uh, confirmed uh, the National uh, Court was looking into the matter. There's a criminal case under investigation at the National Court, but it's being conducting it in secret. We cannot say anything about what it's being investigated beyond that it has leaked to the press. It says down here, the company also installed a streaming system to the recordings, uh, so they could be directly accessed by U.S. officials, enabling them to spy on meetings Assange had with Ecuador's Secret Service chief in December of 2017. 
At the time, they were planning to smuggle Assange out of the embassy and take him to another country by means of diplomatic passport, but that plan never materialized. At the end of April, Assange's lawyers filed an extradition suit uh, against a group of Spanish nationals who reportedly used the videos and documents from inside the embassy. Uh, A source on the legal team said that Assange may have been targeted by espionage. Oh, fucking hell. This company. Why, why, why? The the thing is, like, it seems like what they are getting is a slap on the wrist and a little, like, fine. But what they have done is destroy the human's fucking life. Like, it's so atrocious what they have done. I remember looking into UC Global and finding out that the people who were running it were actually uh, former CIA or former uh, U.S. intelligence people who were uh, now in the private sector but still working with the government. So Mm. this is actually a U.S. government thing. It's just they call them a private company, but it's all former government employees working with the government. So, yeah. Uh, let's move to Iran that says Saudi attacks uh, was claimed by Yemen uh, rebels is now justified. Take me through this. Yeah, I remember when we were talking about uh, Iran and how uh, supposedly they had attacked the Saudis, and at the time, me and Fro said, well, there were these these terrorist rebels who s- said they actually did it, and nobody's tr- believing them. Uh, Rand said Monday that the missile drone and drone attack on major Saudi oil sites was legitimate defense by uh, Yemeni's Houthi rebels. On September 14th, the assault was claimed by the Houthis through Saudi Arabia, says it was unquestioned. But uh, Saudi Arabia says it was unquestionably sponsored by Iran. So now mm. Saudi Arabia is saying that it was the Houthi rebels. It wasn't Iran, but Iran sponsored it, Fro, is what they're saying now. So we were right the first time when we said it, was, it wasn't it was Iran, it was these re- this rebel group. And even now, Saudi Arabia is saying that's the case. Uh, the kingdom has been at war with the Houthis in Yemen since March 2015. Iran denies responsibility and has warned any retaliatory attack against uh, attack targeting it will result in an all-out war. Sponsored by Iran. <laughs> like, uh, can you see that TV ad on TV? Sponsored by Iran. You know that country you should go to. Yeah, right. fantastic country. Yes, exactly. Uh. So, yeah, I mean, this is just following up on that whole thing about uh, who actually bombed this Saudi oil field or oil facility, I mean, sorry. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't Iran. Well, I mean, it was people from Iran and possibly sponsored by Iran. <laughs> but it was a rebel group. It wasn't, it wasn't the government of Iran that went, okay, let's go shoot uh, missiles at this place. Right. Right. Um, so, uh, no really big, uh, Brexit news this week. Uh, kind of a slow news week all, all in all. Shout- 
Mm. Oh yeah, but uh, they have been shouting to each other in Parliament. But I mean, uh, in in uh, in British Parliament, but that's not really ending fantastically. <laughs> uh, but uh, the for uh, the Irish uh, Foreign Minister uh, reported UK border plan in a non uh a non-starter uh ireland foreign minister said on monday it was time the european union received a serious proposal from the british government if brexit deal is uh to be agreed uh dismissing a report uh, proposal for the irish border as a non-starter irish national broadcaster rte reported on monday that britain uh, proposed in in technical uh, so-called non-paper and set up custom uh, clearance uh, centers on both sides on the Irish uh, border after Brexit in order to avoid the need of checks uh, on the border itself. NID uh, Dublin has long uh, rejected non-paper is uh, like non-starter time the EU had a serious proposal from the UK government if Brexit deal is to be achieved in October. NI and IRA deserves better foreign minister Simon Coventry said it on Twitter after RTE reporting. So this is pretty, I mean... It, it's it, not new. It's, it's not new, it's just now it's no. finally culminating where we're getting to the point we're getting in we're in october we're at the end of the month is like what we're i guess considering the deadline at least for now uh yeah. <laughs> whatever that means uh we've had plenty of deadlines up until now um and it's always Absolutely. been the discussion about the irish border and it's never really been put like down like this is what's going to happen this is it's always been a big discussion and now they're right. trying to say they want to do some kind of checks but not a paper cust like not customs but some kind of right. checks at the border and Ireland doesn't want any checks at the border they want just free free passage back and forth so uh yeah i can see them not being happy about this and calling it a non-starter makes sense i mean i think this will uh definitely uh if if uh uh, uh hard brexit uh that looks more and more like what's going to happen. Right. If a hard Brexit happens in the UK, I think uh, I think the arguments uh, for Ireland to uh, get it, it itself a distance from the UK could be a new uh, thing that they want to look into. I mean, Scotland had their vote before. Right. Uh, this Brexit shit happened, and I can only see that this will start up a new discussion. Should Ireland get out of the UK? So I I only see this uh, as a never-ending nightmare of discussions of what, what's to come. I'm I'm going to predict. Very loosely and based on absolutely nothing, that uh, we will not have Brexit on in the end of this month. But that's just my gut feeling. I agree with you. I think yeah. there's. I think P 
people on both sides of the aisle in the UK don't want it. And there's no. enough powerful people that don't want it that they're going to be able to just delay it and then delay it again and then delay it again. I just feel like that's what's going to keep happening and it's just uh, it's going to go until people forget or just give up on it. I I I do think I do think uh, the the one that uh, has the most to gain um, about this is Nigel Farage and the Brexit party. I mean, as long as uh, the UK is inside of uh, of the EU, the more uh, uh, big. Uh, Parties like him and right-wing uh, parties in general in the UK will have more and more animation against uh, whoever is in charge. Well, not only that, they'll have more. Uh, what's a good word for it? Momentum, because like right, the whole point with this is that uh, the British people said this is what we want, right? So. Right. The longer you let it go, the more those people are going, why aren't you giving us, us what we wanted? This is what we wanted, right. and you're not doing it. And if you finally end up not doing it all, all those people are going to be able to go, you didn't do we, you didn't do what we said. That's to- we've said this even in the past. It gets rid of the whole uh, reason for voting. Because if you can vote right. on something and then it can just not happen, there's no reason for the people to vote in to begin with, Right. It, and it's similar with this whole Trump whistleblower thing, where if they do impeach Trump, number one, they can't kick him out of office. I don't know if you know that, Fro, because they can impeach him in the House, but with the Senate, they're the Senate's never going to impeach him. They're never going to kick him out because they're controlled by the Republicans. So he can be impeached, right. but he's never going to get kicked out of office. Uh, but what's going to happen if they do impeach him is that all his base is going to get riled up uh, saying... Uh, you know, witch hunt. Uh, they've they're only they're they're doing this out of malice. They, there's no real crime here. They're gonna say all that, and it's just gonna build up his base. Just like this, if they don't do any, some kind of Brexit, it's gonna bolster the uh, pro Brexit base. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and uh, I mean, how how fucking hard <coughs> does it has to be? I mean, it's it, it's not like. Uh, Norway is outside of EU. We are doing pretty damn fucking good. Nobody's talking about us joining the EU even. It's not like we're... we're, we're and the UK is, uh, is uh, ten times bigger uh, than us in, in people and in industrial power. Like, it's not like it's a shit little country in Uzbekistan that's warms up out of the EU. It's the fucking UK. And it seems like they're going to the EU with their fucking purses in their hand and, like, like you know, going to the EU master and go, Oh, can we have a little more supper, please? No, stay hard. Stay against them. Fuck's sake. Speaking of against things, something I'm against here, uh, Federal Appeals Court on Tuesday issued a mixed ruling on federal com- on the Federal Communications Commission, or the FCC, uh, the repeal uh, of the Obama-era net neutrality rules, if you remember this, with the Ajit Pai there. 
the court yeah. upheld the FCC's repeal of the rules, but struck down a key provision in it that blocked states from passing their own net neutrality protections, which uh, some states have already done, actually. The D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals also remanded another piece of, of the order back to the FCC and told the agency to take into consideration other issues like the effect that the repeal of protections will have on public safety. Mm -hmm. Right. So this kind of goes into something I did this week. I bought myself a dedicated uh, IP address. Um, there are some some very uh, good reasons to do that. Uh, for foremost, and it, it is when when you're an, on a virtual uh, on a VPN. Uh, let's say you're on on a, a server uh, from from um, say a VPN company. I I'm blanking. What are we talking about? Sorry, you, I I was reading this article. I just <laughs> give me a VPN company. Uh, Nord Name of the VPN. Nord VPN. Okay, let's say <laughs> you're on Nord VPN uh, VPN service, uh, and you go on their VPN. Yes, you're hiding, but uh, uh, the IP address you're on, uh, other people can be on as well. So uh, it's not a dedicated IP address. It's an IP address a lot of other people uh, is actually work uh, using. So let's say it's ten users that are on the same IP address. That's not uh, a, a tremendously big number, but but uh, uh, a public VPN uh, or IP address is is more or less uh, stable. So it, there's many reasons. And the more I read about net neutrality and how important it is, like I'm, I'm so happy that I got myself a, a, a private IP address in the UK. Like how can anybody find me now? Like I have a dedicated IP address that's uh, my IP address. What, is, what the fuck are they going to do? They can't track that out. None of this stuff is going to affect you in the UK or in uh, or in Norway. In Norway? So yeah. Do you of... know? Do you know? Do you know how fucking easy it is to get busted uh, online? Uh, like, I, I, I do. I do believe. Here's my tinfoil hat. I, I think, I think we are working more with the U USA. Uh, when it comes to uh, 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 looking at people's internet traffic than you think. I think that... Uh, oh, yeah. Norway's yeah. But n none of what you're talking about has anything to do with net neutrality is the problem. <laughs> I'm just saying that I, I would, it wouldn't fucking surprise me that net neutrality would become a problem in Norway as well. Because it's already a problem in Norway. There are uh, uh, IPs that are blocked from the Norwegian government. Did you know that? Like, uh, Pirate Bay was blocked uh, by, uh, by Telenor, the biggest company in Norway that has 
internet traffic, Pirate Bay was blocked by uh, the court case. Okay, so that means you have something similar, but it's not net neutrality, because net neutrality is only uh, the FCC and the United States, right? So, I I mean, there is a... if, If you didn't have a dedicated IP and you were using some kind of VPN in the U.S. that was based out of a state, in this case, a state that didn't have its own net neutrality laws then maybe you could be affected by this in Norway. But that's the only way it would affect you. Yeah. Right. I agree. But it's a shit shit thing. It's a shit thing. And I I do do think it's something that's uh, going to be a bigger and bigger problem in other countries than the United States. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, they've just come up with their own laws that aren't called net neutrality uh the right what, what was it the meme law in the uk is basically almost the same thing in just a different form where it's right. uh it's using copyright law to do the same thing that net neutrality is doing uh to try to um give companies their share of money back you know what i mean that's what it's all right. about is m- making companies more money and in this in both cases taking rights away from just regular individuals on the internet. Right. That's what I, I agree to. But I this agree. story, uh, as far as the story goes, is a good thing because now these states can set their own net neutrality rules, mean, which would overrule the non-net neutrality of, um, of, of America. So if you were looking right. to use a VPN in America, uh, it says here that New York and California are looking to pass their own laws. So that's where you would want to pull your VPN for, uh, IP from if you're looking to right. use American Netflix or something like that. Do you know uh, the laws in Oregon? We don't have anything yet, but uh, we would be... I mean, we're very liberal. Um, I'm if As soon as this passes and we have another election, I wouldn't be surprised if we pass our own net neutrality law here. Okay. And not many people have done it yet because this is a brand new thing, you know, so... Right. Yeah, it, it it takes uh, uh takes a little time to uh, implement that as well. Oh, oh yeah, sure. I mean, it's not like you you can say. I I don't know if if you can feel any difference uh, from when it was uh, uh, indicated into the system and now. I have no clue because I'm I'm not in. America, I mean, it's so hard to I'm tell, right? Because right. Uh, your bandwidth can change every day, like slightly, no matter what. And then it's right. And in in this case, it's site to site. So like, if right. if uh Veri- if if I had Verizon internet, which I don't, but if I did, let's say Verizon came out with their own streaming service and decided, hey, I don't right. like Netflix is our competitor as well as Hulu and these other places. We're gonna slow down the amount of bandwidth we give to them for our Verizon customers, so that. Our system, right. our streaming service is way faster than everything else for these customers. That way, they'll want ours and not the other ones. They could do that. Right. That's the whole thing here. Right. Talking about the streaming services, just two sentences. I just found out about Hulu, and I think it's kind of funny. Found out. Have about... you ever heard of that? What? Fubu. 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 No. No. Fubo. F U B O. 
So like, is it like a f football, like a soccer yeah. thing? Okay. Yeah. Look into that. Anyway, uh, no need to cut back on red meat? Question mark. Controversial new guidelines led to outrage. Outrage, I say. The Fenlist published Mondays in the annual of uh, internal medicine challenge the widespread in the, recommendations. In the annals. In the annals of internal medicine. A annals, yeah. <laughs> where, that's where annals. the meat comes out. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, you, you destroyed me. Um, <laughs> the widespread uh, recommendation to cut back on red and processed meat. Uh, the, uh, the prominent medical journal also published a new recommendation from the panel scientists. Many who are not nutrition uh, experts, the panel suggests adults continue current uh, processed meat consumption according to the guidelines papers. In other words, no need to cut back. What does that and mean? What? what does that even mean? It says <laughs> yeah, it means continue nothing. your current processed meat consumption. So is everybody eating, eating the exact same <laughs> amount of processed meats? Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I eat it every day. I have no vegetables. I just have this. Right, just yeah. hot dogs and, and bratwurst <laughs> and steak, and that's it. I have that for breakfast, <laughs> lunch, dinner. I mean, isn't that yeah. basically the Atkins thing is just all meat, right? Yes, yeah. yes, it is, yeah. Um, I'm outraged and bewildered, said the nutrition scientist Christopher Gardner, a professor at Stanford University. This is perplexing, given the clear evidence for harm associated uh, with red, uh, with high red meat uh, intake. Uh, Frank Fu, uh, the chairman of the Department of Nutrition at the Harvard uh, Health School, shit said. Uh, yeah, so not many people agree. What the surprise? It says, however, the authors of the new paper published in the Annals say they're uh, convinced by the studies that link red and processed meats to higher health risks. They conclude that the existing guidelines from leading health groups to limit red meats and processed meats are weak recommendations and based on low, certain low certainty evidence. So, yeah, they don't think there's enough evidence, I guess. Hmm, I don't know. What do you think? You think processed red meat is good for you, Fro? No, I don't. I have a feeling that these people from the anals are getting paid off by, uh, you know, <laughs> the, uh, the meats, the meats the beef industry or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got a feeling. Where's the beef? Well, well I, I know the money's in the anals. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Where's the beef? Uh, get it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what is not uh, beef? Uh, related at all is uh, this cannabis uh, cafe opens in uh, LA. Why is that so big? Yes. First cannabis cafe to open in the United States. Uh, the first ever oh. cannabis cafe in the United States has officially opened in Los Angeles. 
the Lowell Cafe declared an end to prohibition as it opened the doors in West Hollywood. Uh, this is from the website. For a century, we've forced we've been forced to hide cannabis consumption out of public view, but that time is now over. We are proud to announce Lowell Cafe, America's first cannabis serving. Uh, cafe serving farm fresh food, coffee, juice, and also cannabis daily. Uh, the hybrid le- weed lounge and restaurant where you can order up pot along with your meal. Uh, the cafe boasts a dab bar for more experienced cannabis users, as well as a flower house with where hosts, oh, with hosts who can help con- customers, in- including no- novices, choose their perfect flower. Nice. So this is Netherlands uh, uh, forty years ago, <laughs> more or less. Right, or or Canada like five years ago. Yeah, I, yes. you remember what's his name? Uh, the big Valboski, uh, Val Venus from WWE. Yes, yeah. he has a cannabis cafe that he owns in in Canada. Right, right. I've seen him on Facebook and uh, and on YouTube. He does videos like you know, business type videos where he's like selling what he's got at the shop or whatever. But yeah, this is just interesting because it's the first one of its kind in all of the United States. Um, I would be more interested in a movie theater where you could smoke weed. I think that would be fun. Oh, That's, I, that's what I want next where there's like a hookah in, oh. in the chair, like in the handle or the armrest of the chair. There's just like a hookah thing sticking out. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. So, did you know that you and me are sexist? I've heard that before. Yeah. When yeah. back in the 2016 election I heard because we voted for <laughs> because I voted for Jill Stein, I was sexist. Remember? Yeah. Mhm. I remember. You hate women. Awful. We are awful awful men that hate women. We want to hate them. We want them to be in the kitchen. We, <laughs> we want them to have kids and we want them to that's all we want them to do we are sexist pigs that hate women right we call them lady and and gentlemen <laughs> right <laughs> so uh we're going to watch a little uh, video from uh, m s n b c uh could you make a funny word out of that? Morons. Uh, sexist. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to think about it. It's a lo- it's a long one. <laughs> yes, but uh, they are going to tell us how how we are sex sexist because uh, we want to have Sanders over Warren. So let's play that video. Are you ready? Okay, go and give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. The things that's also striking to me about this 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 most recent poll out of Iowa, Bernie Sanders, um, has, has Bernie Sanders, has he peaked? It does feel that way. It feels like Warren is pulling together a coalition of people, particularly okay. and also people of color, who liked Hillary Clinton. I think in all of our talking, like our sort of talking heads... Yeah, that's who you want to connect her with, is Hillary Clinton. Clinton. That'll really help her. You don't want to distance yourself from Hillary Clinton. also pulling a lot from Sanders, and Sanders is still in the race. What we're seeing of his supporters is there's, there's a ceiling. There is nowhere to go, but there is no up to go. 
and all of those support. I actually heard a yeah. lot of someone saying that I thought was an interesting point that um, basically at this point, if you are still supporting Sanders as opposed to Warren, it's kind of showing your sexism because she has more detailed plans. What? Wow. I thought it was an interesting <laughs> point, and I think there may be something to it. Yeah, I agree with all that. It's, um, <laughs> it's a good answer, you know, Chris. It, yeah. It, what the no, heck? It is not a good answer, Chris. It's a shit answer, Chris. I just love the tone of her voice when she says it. It's got this very, yeah. like, I told you so kind of tone to it. Like, uh, I don't know. I, can I do it? Uh, let me see if I can do it. Uh, it's kind of showing your sexism. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, kind of. Like, like totally. Exactly. It had that. It's like the rest yeah. of the time she didn't sound like that, but just for that one moment, she had that very almost Valley Girl esque. And then yeah. what we find out is this became kind of a big video online because everybody who saw this, they went and looked up who this lady was. She's the daughter of a billionaire <laughs> mm -hmm. who has no experience with politics and has no genuinely no reason to be a commentator on MSNBC. <laughs> Oh, fucking weirdos. Yeah, we are so sexist, you and me. Hate women. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Women. Ugh. Right, totally. So awful. <laughs> uh, talking about the awful woman, um, Greta Thunberg, uh, do you like her? Uh, I, I did not really follow it all that much, to be honest. I mean, I know the whole thing with the climate change uh, speech and everything, but I, I didn't see the speech. I have really no opinion on her one way or another, to be honest. I'm She's doing good stuff as far as I, I know, but I'm really not that... Yeah. I'm not informed enough. What about you? Uh, I have to hate her because she's Swedish. Oh, okay. So, so that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, yeah, no, she's an amazing. I I saw an interview uh, with her on Norwegian television program uh, called Skavlan, uh, where she was interviewed, and she seems like a fantastic human being and and a very strong and independent woman to, to be so fucking young as well and being. That's the one thing I worry so about. Yeah. Is, is how young Sorry? she is. I, I just worry about how young she is getting... And Whenever anybody gets this famous at a young age, I worry. Even if it's right. a YouTube star, if it's a kid on the Disney Channel, if it's a girl who's fighting climate change, she's going to grow up and she could... Uh, you know, just by being so famous, uh, it can cause different mental health problems, you know? It, we've seen it a million times in the past, so... True. So in, in two years, she will uh, show her pussy to the photographs and have a shaven head. That's what you're saying. She's going to have a twin sister, and they're going to be a Nazi group uh, <laughs> who plays guitars. Oh, wait, that already happened, right. But. Oh, 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 wait, wait. Oops. Uh, okay, let's uh, hear Trump telling the truth about Greta Thunberg. This is Trump, Trump tells the truth. Greta Thunberg has been to the United States, and wow, what a controversy. Because in if you read the comments on Facebook, on Twitter, and anywhere else, there are a lot of anger against this young woman. Yeah, some of this is like she's been abused by commercial powers. 
even George Soros is named in some vacations. And a lot of people who, no, we're not against their message. We're just concerned about their mental health. Yeah, when you're concerned about something, people's mental health, it usually means that you don't like what they're saying. Not many years ago, a young woman stood up against the Taliban. Her name is Malala. She was six. She was very young. I think she was 16, and she was very young when she won the Nobel Peace Prize. The same people who now react against Greta Thunberg didn't react, react against Malala. I wonder why. I, but no, I don't even fucking wonder why. I know why. Malala stood against the other people those conservatives, Muslims, and so on. People who we all agree is terrible people, and they are. When it comes to Greta Thunberg, she goes on us. Our fail to find a solution on the climate crisis. So we have to pay, we have to do something, we have to react, and we have to change. People don't like to change, and people don't like to be told what to do. But we like to tell everybody else what to do. That is the core of this argument, really. There's nothing definitely wrong with Greta Thunberg. All her, all her speech in the UN is fact-checked, and and the and the facts are are, are there. People, why people are angry today, is not because they like to be angry, because they want a rebellion. It's because people, conservatives and liberals and anyone else, have failed with doing good politics for the environment for over thirty to forty years now. They've been looking, they're always put on gold, big agreements, how big speeches. What? But when they come in the end, we still are dependent on oil and gas, who is not the solution, but the problem. We can see there in Norway too. There are a lot of climate skeptic people here because they know num- num- Norway's number one business is oil and gas. And we can, we want to, we're going to do something about the environment, but not oil and gas. The left and the right is definitely agreeing about this. Yeah, the unions don't want to lose jobs, and the business people on the right don't want to lose money. It's a it's a weird combination of common interest against one young woman who dared to address this. Green parties around the world address this too. That's why they're being hated by the left and the right. We have to think beyond the normal left and the right now. I think about Paul solutions who benefit all kinds of people but also see that the, the traditional left and right is the fucking problem to find any solution whatsoever on the problems for the future I think there should be more people like Greta Thunberg and I think the, the young people who are now rebelling in the street should continue but not only in the street get people elected go into politics and change the system from within. This was Tron. We Tron tells the truth. So that was uh, Tron telling the truth. We have a Facebook page. It's an digital citizen on Facebook. We have a Twitter. It's at podcast ADC at podcast ADC on Twitter. We have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. We are a member of Pod All the Time Network. Check out uh, all those cool people in that network. 
That's a pod all the time network. Have we gotten any emails? We got a stupid email uh, from somebody trying to sell us insurance and thinking we're a person. So it it, it says, Dear Anne, like an, <laughs> another digital citizen. And then if you yes. scroll down, it has like a fake thing that's like, here's your Medicare su- supplement plan options for Anne, other digital citizen. <laughs> I think we're a lady oh. named Anne, other digital citizen. <laughs> That's so funny. Yes. We are Anne and Wilbert. (laughs) Anne and Wilbert, other digital citizen. Right. Yeah, that's us. Uh, Before we go into uh, the TV round, uh, I love the header here. YouTuber Lily Singh apologized for this disrespectful uh, turban joke. Why are they saying YouTuber when, when she's, she's on, on network television? television? <laughs> right. right. Like, when do you go from being just just being called YouTuber to just no longer <laughs> being called YouTuber? It, uh, is yeah. it, do you have to be in, like, a giant blockbuster movie? Is that when you're no longer a YouTuber? Because right now, have, does she even have a YouTube channel? I'm going to go look that I up, and no, you, you go into this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I I can't. I'm blocked from the fucking site. Really? Why? Yes. I don't know. You're blocked from people. Okay. Uh, Lily Singh is taking... I, 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 I will still tell you what it says. It says like something very, very, very stupid. It says, Requests have been terminated. Origin is not allowed by access, control, allow origin. This page is being unload, etc. Okay, uh, yeah. I'm seeing Lily Singh's like she has a uh, YouTube page for her TV show, but she also has her old oh. YouTube channel, and she did upload two weeks ago from, but before that, three months was the last time she uploaded. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um. Right, Lily Singh is taking responsibility for her mistakes. On Friday, the popular YouTube vlogger apologized on Twitter for discriminatory comments she made about turbans during a previous episode of her show, uh, calling on the remark, calling her remarks disrespectful and problematic. Uh, during a visit it to Jessica show. Alba's home, uh, yeah. she met two young daughters, uh, Alba's two young daughters, who were both wearing twisted towels on their heads. Okay. Uh, Singh responded, "They look like Punjab friends of mine. It's fine. Okay, that's what that was the thing she said, and people were very upset because she were. Oh no! I guess she was saying that they looked Muslim or something Sikh. Sikh, I guess it would be. Yeah, I would take that so to heart." What? <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, that, that's the bi- I just think it's hilarious. How long has she had a show? Like, when did we cover uh, her first show? Two weeks ago? Something like so that. So it's yeah. been two weeks and she's already got like a huge controversy. That's interesting. 
Uh, have I watched some TV this week? Yes, I have. Uh, let's start with something returning. The Good Place episode 1 of season 4. Uh, very good first episode, I thought. Setting up the premise for this season. How everything is going to be a test and how hell tries to infiltrate them and everything like that. It was very funny. Uh, what did you think about this episode? Uh, I thought it was good. Um, we, I mean, they kind of set up where we were going to go at the end of last season, and now we're getting into where what's going to happen uh, with the right. whole cheaty thing, uh, kind of erasing his memory. And uh, I think I think it's going to be a good season. I'm kind of apprehensive about how I feel about it right now, but I think it's going to go well. I It's just, this is the very last season, so it has to go really well. You know what I mean? So. Right. I totally agree. Uh, what else have you watched? Let's see. Let's, yeah, let's do all the things that are returning. So, I, Magnum P.I. Season 2, Episode 1, returning. Mm-hmm. You see this? Yep. That's uh, very good. Still a good show. Uh, I, the very opening scene of it felt it, it felt like totally like the original series. Uh, the scene where he's yes. in the wine cellar with the dogs. It was like this mm-hmm. is. I think that that scene may have been directly stolen from that the original show possibly because it felt so uh, similar. Uh, overall, same uh, quality it was last season. Um, yeah, pretty enjoyable. I agree. Uh, let's see. Uh, Stacy Dooley investigates. Uh, new episodes of that. Uh, I love Stacy Dooley. It's like uh, the, fe- <laughs> the female version of of uh, Je- uh, Thoreau. I o- o- almost said Justin Thoreau there, and that would be very funny if Justin Thoreau did. Did that, but uh, I did never. You see, we didn't talk about it last week, but did you see the blackface stuff about Justin Trudeau? Yeah, uh, Justin I Trudeau. Uh, right. Trudeau. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't talk about that last week, but that was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. But yeah, uh, that came back, so that was fun. Anything else, Luke? Survivor returns. Season 39, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. One season away from the big furrow. Right, almost over the hill. Um, Did you get to check out the first episode yet? Yep. What'd you think? They changed a lot of stuff up this season. Why? Did, yeah, I was just going to say that. Why did they change so much, do you think? I think because they know that Exile Island concept ne- has never worked and never will work, so they're trying this Idol Island thing, which is... But it, it seems like it's the same fucking thing. It's just, not really, they're, they're, though, in a way. Like, it's not the mm-hmm. same in the sense that um, the person's only there for a very short amount of time, where the other yeah. one, it's boring because they're, they're gone so long that the problem was last season, the guy won without ever having to play the game. Where this, they're only there for a very short amount of time, and then they have to go back and continue playing the game. Which, that is the that was the issue with Exile Island the whole time. Um, I like the bit at the beginning where they're just thrown onto the beach instead of doing the normal opening bit. That mm. part I really did like. 
the characters in this one seem pretty interesting. Uh, other than that, it's just Survivor, standard Survivor. So, yeah, I think this will be a good uh, season. I, I mean, I have still seen a very bad that uh, season of Survivor. Well, nah, I, I, okay, I, I won't go that far because I, I thought last season was pretty bad. <laughs> oh, the worst season ever was the, the Africa season. Oh, years and years and years and years and years ago. The Christ, Africa season was the worst because that was the only yeah. one they weren't on an island or anything. They were like, yeah. it was, oh, that was such a boring and just terrible season. I think people Ooh. actually got really sick from that season, like in real life, uh, okay. after the show and everything. Um, yeah, Survivor, I guess, am I, oh, you're next, okay. Uh, Stump Town is a new show. Yeah, um, I tele- saw this. I don't yeah. remember anything from it. <laughs> is it is it a little weird that you say that and I said uh, in my notes there, why do I have to watch this show twice to remember what it's all about? I honestly, last night I was like looking over my list of TV shows I, I watched and what, what I needed to watch for today. Yeah. And I was like yeah. looking at that going, what was that show even about? I watched it on Friday, yeah. I think, and I still don't remember what the hell it was about. <laughs> it's not about anything, but the main actress, she's really, really, really good. I love her. Uh, she's one of my favorite actresses, and that's the reason why I watched it. But more or less, it's about this girl uh, uh, that uh, is in the mafia family kind of but uh she's she's uh uh has some no she's in the mafia family sorry in in the police fam- family but then she's uh gone out of the police and now she's coming back to something and yeah it's a lot of action it's not about anything i gave it a four that's what I just remember: car chases and a car flying through the yeah. air at the beginning, and she beats up a lot of dudes. But I don't remember what the show's about. It's so weird. Yeah. Like, I think I was like cleaning the house at the time, so I wasn't really a hundred percent paying attention. That might have had something to do with it. Mm. Uh, Big Brother season finale, season twenty-one finale, fro. Okay. So you can go back and watch the whole season if you want to do that, yes. I would recommend it, because yeah, this was an amazing season, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to end up spoiling the ending for you, sorry. I don't mind. Okay. <laughs> I never, and I never minded, because that's not what it, it is about for me. Sure. <laughs> uh, I, I'd i like to not be spoiled of, of the ending of Big Brother. This one was really interesting, not be, well, it is because of who won, but what happened right before... They announced the winner. So Mickey, the kind of cowboy dude that I think at the beginning of the season we both were like, this guy is very similar to the last guy uh, who ended up being kind of racist. This guy, there was controversy outside the house that we talked about on the show about him and the other guy saying some racist things. You remember that, Fro? Yes. He won the game, Fro. He won a half a million dollars. Remind you that. Okay. Right before they announced the winner, they do the bit where they talk to the people who didn't go to the jury house, right? The people who have been watching the whole season outside the house. And they're talking to them, and they bring up the racism stuff, and they talk to Mickey, and they 
they're basically saying, uh, everybody saw what you said about this African-American girl and, uh, the girl didn't, uh, forgive him or anything. She said, uh, he's going to have to see what he did for me to accept some kind of apology from him. Uh, and so he's sitting there on the final two block row being like, everybody outside thinks I'm racist, <laughs> right? Cause that, that's the last thing they talk about. And then they announce him as winning a half million dollars. He doesn't smile. He just looks totally shocked. Like it must've been the most like a uh, bittersweet moment ever where it's like, you're a half million dollar richer, but everybody thinks you're racist. <laughs> and you're like, yay. Uh, yeah. what, <laughs> what do I, yeah. I don't know how to feel right now. Can you imagine that bro? Yeah, it sounds terrible. I guess a better question is: Would you would if would you take a half million dollars for everybody to think you were a racist? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. Even if it wasn't true, right? Uh, they everybody would have to think it, right? Racist memes. Very interesting uh, ending, though. They made it super interesting. Uh, one of the better shows I've seen this week. Uh, Godfather <laughs> of Harlem, the two first episodes of that. With Forrest Winokur, uh, based on true events uh, about this c- criminal uh, mind that comes back to Harlem just when uh, Malcolm X is getting very big in, in Harlem. Uh, the Godfather of Harlem, played by yeah, Forrest Winokur, I said. Uh, Amazingly good acting in this. I I love Forrest Vinegar. I I mean, he's been in some shit movies, but he has never been in like he has never been bad at ending. That man can act, and uh, he proves it again uh, in Godfather of Harlem. The two first episodes I recommended. I would give it uh, eight point five. Actually, yeah. Oh jeez, I got four more. Uh, I'm gonna do Did three. You watch this? I'm uh, no, I saw it came out, but I yeah. didn't get around to it. I just there's so many other things I watched, uh, like the Return of Young Sheldon season three episode one. Not seen it. Was still, good. still good. This episode was was a decent episode. Nothing like no big like breaking sto- storyline moments like the end of last season was supposed to be or anything, but just a funny episode. Okay. Uh, Creep Show episode uh, one, uh, or as I call it in my notes, we're definitely not trying to be. Uh, um, oh fucking hell! Uh, I can't read my own notes. Uh, <laughs> we're not trying to be. Oh, that other puppet show uh, from America that had a skeleton in the beginning. What was that called? That was also, like, kind of scary stories. Well, there was Are You Afraid of the Dark, which is like a Nickelodeon no. show. There was, uh, are you talking about the one, uh, why can't I remember the name of it? I can't remember the name of it either. <laughs> right. In the beginning, with with the laughing skeleton. Right. Everybody knows it right. but us. So, there you go. Yes, right, that. Uh... Yeah, the first episode. Uh, I like that kind of show. It was very uh, funny because it had one of the main actors from Saw was in in it, and also somebody else that you will recognize. Uh, look, uh, but yeah, I gave it 
7, but it's definitely not for everybody. Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, Return of Bob's Burgers, which Fro is not a fan of, but season 10 oh. of this show. Still funny. Could not care less. Probably going to see it one day. <laughs> like, more than one when, One day when you need a bunch of content. I mean, there's 10 seasons yes. at this point, so there's, like, a lot of content for you to consume, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, like... Uh, Bo Jack Horseman in the beginning either, so it took me three seasons or something like that before I liked Bo Jack Horseman. Alright, okay. Yeah, so who the fuck knows? Maybe I will love Bob's Burger one day. Uh, what else did I watch? Oh, it's so much. Uh, Perfect Harmony. This uh, is an underrated show. Uh, yes, maybe it's not Luke's uh, show because they're singing in this, but the comedy in this is very funny. I thought it was uh, uh, one of the better like sitcoms in a, a long time. No laugh track and things like that, so that was kind of good. Uh, Perfect Harmony, I gave a 7. I give it a five. I didn't think it was great. I mean, it did not like. There wasn't that much singing, and it's not. It's not the singing that I don't like. Where, what I don't like about singing in a show or a, t a movie is when it's, uh, like, Glee or or something or a musical where you're following a story and then all of a sudden they break into song for no reason. This was, right. it's a choir group, and at the very end. They go to a singing competition. Other than that, they don't ever sing, really. Uh, the uh, the one guy is a what choir? What do you conductor? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Okay. Sure. And, and he's there to. It's uh. It's every sports movie ever where the coach comes in and has to fix up the broken down team. It's Mighty Ducks, but with a choir group, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I liked it. I, 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 I did actually like it. I mean, it, it didn't make me laugh nearly as much as other sitcoms that have come out recently. Uh, Bob yeah. Hart's Abashula made me laugh more than this did. So. Okay. And the uh, religi re religiosity, maybe I couldn't get past as much. Yeah, I don't. I didn't care about that. I still watch God Friends Me, so... <laughs> Godfriend. Well, there's another one this week that bothered me more, but we'll get to that in a second when it comes to pushing that kind of oh, thing. Oh, uh, was it called Evil Look? Yeah, why don't you go into that? <laughs> I fucking loved Evil. It, this is... Uh, uh, maybe this show was made for me, but I, I thought this is my favorite new show of the of the year uh, that is from a syndicated place but I loved how uh, everything but the religious aspect of it and that, that I, wasn't I the part that bothered me the most actually what that wasn't the part that bothered me the most but continue okay but I I I thought I thought I thought the acting well, was good. 
I thought uh, the story of the first episode was very intricate, and how she finds out. Uh, I won't spoil anything, but how 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 somebody is pretending to be something they're not, and how she finds out, and everything like that. Uh, I gave this an eight. I'm gonna give this a three. This is just pure pro-Catholic anti-social media propaganda is all this first episode was. If you are on social media too much, they it'll cause the demons to take over your body, fro. That's what this episode was all about. And they put this, they're like, oh, we're not trying to make Catholicism look cool. Oh, but, but check out this super hot uh, Catholic priest, by the way, that uh, chases ghosts. Right. Yeah, that it, it and as far as the storyline went, it was pretty good. The acting was okay. Uh, I mean, it was network TV level acting, nothing special. But the propaganda yeah. aspect, especially how they went after social media as some kind of like evil force that's causing uh, demons to take over society, I thought was ridiculous. Mm. We agree to disagree here. Well, you see my point, though. Eight. Yeah. Yeah, 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 oh yeah. The anti-social media point uh, in this that like I enjoyed it up until that until they started talking about that and then I was like, oh, I see what this show's about now. <laughs> mm. I didn't, I didn't uh, go that deep into it, I guess. But yeah, one at three and one at eight. We I didn't have to go to deep into it. it. It hit me in the face. I never. <laughs> it hit me in, in the <laughs> face with pro-Catholicism, anti-social media. I went. I didn't go deep into it at all. Okay. Uh, Carol's sec second act, uh, comedy show also, uh, uh, maybe I didn't think I would like as much as I did. Uh, but uh, I found this kind of funny, to be honest. Wow, it's, we have way uh, different tastes in sitcoms, because this was the worst sitcom this week and last week. Of oh, all these, yeah. Really? This was garbage. Okay. <laughs> There's no I funny jokes. I like this. The character, the acting is awful. The the acting is the okay. worst acting of any show we have on this these lists. Okay. <laughs> I don't agree. Uh, I think. Uh, what, what's the acting... worst acting? Sorry. Which is worse acting than this? Uh, I think Abishola or Bob. No. This is worse. Yeah. There's worse acting in this than that, for sure. I don't agree. <laughs> Email us at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. <laughs> we don't have to agree, Luke. <laughs> yeah, but give me some reason. I'll give you a reason why this was worse acting, and you give me a reason why the other one, okay? Okay, sure. So, this acting, uh, every line is very clearly. Uh, written and the person is not speaking it from their heart. They're speaking it like they read it off a piece of paper. Where in Bob Hart's Abashula, the main characters at least feel like they're genuine. I totally disagree. I feel they are very disgenuine uh, in that uh, in that uh, uh, in that show. I I I think. Uh, 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 it would not surprise me. I, I, I think Abishola is the best actor of them, but 
everything that Bob says is this, very you're not you're, well, you're supposed to make a point as to why the acting is so good in the other show, not why my acting is bad. No, no, but I'm I'm just saying that I think I think Carol in this uh, show does a better job than Bob did in Bob Hart's Abishola. But my why? biggest my biggest problem with Bob Hart's Abishola is it's Bob. I think I, the one that plays Abishola and I, I'm, I am winning this debate right now because you're making no points as to why your show is a better show. Just how my show is not as good. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying that one of my my points is is that I think that uh, uh, Carol's second act was very on point with the comedy writing. I do think it was uh, yeah, but the acting. Clearly... We're talking about the acting. You keep getting yeah. off, off point, right? But isn't that the part of it as well? No, the, the acting, the acting, how well the people who are there act. I think there is one good actor who does an okay, decent job, and it's the wife from Everybody Loves Raymond, who is already a very well-established actor. She's okay right. in your show. In my show, there's at least three or four decent actors. Therefore, I think wouldn't Bob you, Hart's Abishula... Wouldn't it, you say the, mor- the, the one that plays the moron does a very good job in... Uh, Carol's second act. Who's the moron? I don't know which one the moron is. <laughs> like the the big tall one. There's two tall guys in it. Okay, the the not the... thin, uh, super thin one that uh, she takes. Uh, the case where she. What color is his hair? <laughs> Red. Oh, the the rich kid. Right. Okay. Uh, what about him? Don't you think he's a good actor? No, he. All of his lines are incredibly stilted. They. That's what I'm saying. The, it's. I the, don't agree. The, the line reads. Go back and watch both of them. Uh, the, the new episodes or something, uh, and you'll see it. Now that I mention it, you, you probably didn't notice it, but once I mention it, I bet you'll notice it. But I gave Carol second act a six. I give it a it's four. Not like I gave it ten. So. No, I mean we're comparing two not good shows. I mean that—that's the whole point here. Is like right. we're comparing two shows that aren't amazing shows. It's just we have differing opinions as to which is what is what. And I'm—I was trying to get right. your point across of why you didn't like the acting in one over the other, but you just pointed out why you don't like the acting in mine, not why you like the acting in the other one. But I think it's because they're almost equal as acting level. But if you break it down, I think. Uh, there are better, more better actors in in my show than in that show. So, okay. <laughs> All right. What else did uh, I see? Uh, I think you've done three in a row. So I'll do a couple sure. and bust them out. So we like actually don't take a million years. Uh, Modern Family season eleven, believe it or not, episode one, returning last season. Is it actually? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's yeah. It's still Modern Family. This season I don't like as much. Shows always go downhill when you add the babies, baby, the new yep. baby, and that's what happened in this season. And so, yeah, it should go off the air. Uh, the Return of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, season fourteen, episode one. Oh, so funny! Such a good episode. Um, continues oh, to be a great yeah. show, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw on Fox, Bless the Hearts, uh, cartoon about yeah. about a family of. Uh, I don't know, uh, 
what's a good word for them? I don't know what they are really, but it's just a family and it's their struggle, struggling in life to uh, make ends meet is really what the show's about. Right. I listen to the movie rounds uh, when we go, oh, we haven't watched any movies. That's because we have seen so much TV this week. Because I also saw a whole fucking Netflix show called The Politician. Did you see any of this? I saw all of it. I am going to play the game Pro Guesses What Luke Thinks About the Show. I'll make this even funner. I wrote down a a thing about the show, and I wrote down, the politician is just like blank. Another TV show, bro. What TV show? What TV show is in the blank? I don't know, because this was very bad. I think this is very, 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 very bad. Make, what is it? Just like... Make a guess. Go ahead and throw out anything. Just make a guess. The what? island. <laughs> that's, that's not even a real guess. Make a real guess. Uh, the politician is just like... Hmm. I have no clue. Riverdale. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> it is Riverdale. It's the same show. It is, right. it is the same show. <laughs> what did I think of that? I, I I was sitting there watching it, going, "I've seen this show uh, before." I was. I have a question. Is that the real? That is that the kid's real face? The main character. I have no, Why does his face no. look not real? I have no clue. I thought it was prosthetics at first, and then I thought it was makeup, and then later I was like, are they doing some kind of CGI on his face, like, the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What's this show about, Fro? Uh, It is about this very rich, totally not gay guy that's uh, going to be a politician and wants to run for uh, as a class uh, leader, and then he needs a running mate and picks someone that uh, he thinks has cancer as his running mate, and there's a lot of intrigues, loves, and speculations in between. And this was so fucking boring. <laughs> it's so boring. I mean... I just thought it was Riverdale. I mean, every asp in every aspect, it was the same show. Uh, it is, and even felt stylistically like that in, in the sense. Yeah. Or uh, what was the other show uh, that was by the same people? Uh, the '90s show, Sabrina, the new Sabrina show. Sabrina, where, yeah. Where it, they put you in this world that doesn't really exist. Like nobody in the right. real world ever acts like this. No. no I don't know how it is in Norway, but when we had uh, high school elections, nobody gave a fuck about who became president except for the person running. No, Like, nobody cared. There weren't people coming out in droves to see the speech by the class president. Nobody gave a fuck in high school, right? I don't know how it was in Norway. No, it's the same here. I remember I was running. Nobody fucking cared but me. 
Well, yeah, I mean, nobody cared. You, you might the people might vote, but they're not going to come out, and it, uh, it's not going to be like this big thing, like. Oh my gosh, I was going to vote for them, but he cheated on her, so now I'm voting on him and her. Like, it's not freaking TMZ uh, in high school when you're dealing with the but class this, elections. It's this, like. This is just that, though. This is TMZ uh, level of. Uh, and and the, the only thing that saves it is his mom. Can I just say that right away? I what, love Gwyneth, her. Gwyneth Paltrow, Mrs. Goop. Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah, was a good, good thing. She was the only good thing in this. I didn't. I thought she was blah. I didn't think she. I mean, she was. She's a good actress as far, but she's been acting so long. She better be. It's just uh, her character. I didn't see the motivation at times for a lot of things that she did. Uh. Right. I don't like she. There's this love interest of hers. She's married, and then there's this love interest. Where did right. that come from, and why was it a thing? And was I was I supposed to know who that person was? Is that like a I famous am. transgender person that I'm supposed to like be fully aware of their who they are and everything? That's the only explanation I can see as to why they treated that character the way they did in the show. You know what I mean? Right. They treated right. it like you were just supposed to know who this character was. But they just introduced it like here, here it is. They she met her at, at this thing, and I don't know. A lot of the things in this didn't connect. The last episode was the worst part oh. because oh, what did they just need another episode? So they just extended. They just oh. wrote another part of the show. Like the show was over, and then they're like, we need more content, and so they wrote that. Isn't that what it felt like? Totally, and and and. It felt it, it felt more than that. It it felt so pushed because they're like, oh, give us season 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 uh, two, give us season two. It was such uh, like uh, I was thinking, oh, this is going to show us where they are today, a little like ni nice wrap up. And instead of like giving up us a nice wrap up, they set us up for a new season. It is so incredibly shit. And it was so much more confusing than that. If you watch the last few episodes, or the third to last episode, the main character right. and his, uh, I would call her the first lady, right? You know who I'm talking about right. in this? Yes, yes. In the, la in the third to last episode, she's got his her arm around him. They walk away together like they're, like they're together, Fro. Like they're, right. you know, uh, but we had found out earlier that they had broke up, fake broke up, but it turned into a real breakup. But at that, in that last third to last episode, they're back together. And then you go into the two last episodes, and all of a sudden they're separated again. And it's never right. explained. They had to jump to that to try to fill the gap so that they could do the wedding angle in the last episode. There are a lot of really broken storyline elements in this that, that uh, like that. Yeah. I gave it a three. Uh, I give it a two. Uh, the two first celebrities of the Masked Singer. Was... Oh my! We don't have time for this. Uh. <laughs> Do you have anything new? <laughs> anything new Sorry, or returning? Luke. Yeah. Sorry, Luke. The two first celebrities of American Masked Singer was unmasked. Johnny, where do you know who this is? Yes. Okay. 
is a figure skater for everybody else that doesn't know, including me. Uh, was under one man mask, but the second mask, you, I know, you know who it is because and it was Ninja, the streamer, Ninja. All right, the last thing I saw was Sunnyside. <laughs> He's not even going to like. Oh, it was Ninja. Uh, this had, what, Kumar from Harold and Kumar? Did you see this show? Yes. yes. I, what's his name? Cal Penn. That's his real name. I just couldn't remember. Cal Penn. I always just yes. think of him as Kumar. That's probably what everybody thinks of him as, really. Uh, yes. This was about a guy who... Uh, he gets kicked out uh, as councilman because he gets drunk and gets arrested, and it's videotaped, and oh. so it, he gets kicked out of politics, basically. Uh, and he's trying to make some money, and he finds this group of kids who are going to get kicked out of the country because I think it's their all their visas are running out or something, right? Right. It has to do with the immigration issues in America, really. But he's trying to help them get uh, uh, get through the tests so that they can uh, gain immigration status and. He used to be a politician, so he kind of knows how to do the politician thing to get around certain things. And it, that's what it's going to be about. The first episode was okay. Uh, I would give it a 6.5. I give it a 6. Uh, the last thing I saw was a British-Canadian TV show called Departure. Uh, it's about this aviation investigator that is called in to investigate the, the disappearance of Flight 716. who was vanished over the Atlantic Ocean, and it has uh, uh, Christopher Plummer in it. And it's a very good show. I would give the first uh, episode a seven and a half. Okay, that took a long time. So much TV. Whew. Yeah, next yeah, week so won't when, be as when, long. when I say I haven't seen nothing for for movies, <laughs> don't be sad, people. This is why. <laughs> <laughs> That'll save us time. This show won't go a million yeah. years as well. So, <clears throat> yeah. okay, undone episode three. Yeah, uh, what was this episode all about, Luke? I mean, really, wasn't about anything, was it? <laughs> I no. mean, basically about her building her. "Quote unquote superpowers," right? "Quote unquote," yes. I'm not really sure what they are, really, but I mean, it was a lot of her discussing with her dad about, uh, kind of how her how the uh how this time travel thing works, uh, how she can maintain try to maintain time in one space or another, and kind of how she's trying to maintain a normal life. Well, dealing with this crazy time travel issue. Yeah, uh, is it okay that I say I find this episode a little disappointing? Uh, of uh, the high of last week, I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, it wasn't a bad episode. It just felt a little like, "Okay, are we? Are we not?" It feel it felt a very like not story-driven episode. It was very like, oh, we have to explain to you how the time travel thing 
uh, works. Where... The one thing is, I think they did have to do that. Because <laughs> I didn't understand it, and I kind of understand it better after this, but not 100%. Right. Because it's memory-based. Or, or like, uh, I don't know if it's memory-based, because it can change. Like, you can change the outcome of the past. Right. Right, but you have to be able to get there, uh, and that's what he's training her to do. And I guess, I mean, the the biggest thing that happened in this is the very ending of the third episode, where we, where the boyfriend walks out and he's and she's going through all the papers, and he's like, "Uh, what are you doing?" She's like, "Oh, I'm investigating my dad, my dad's murder," and he's like, "Your Mm -hmm. dad was murdered," and she goes, "I think so." And that's the end of our episode. So that that's going to be, that's the biggest reveal of this episode is that uh, we find out, oh, that's what happened to her dad. That's why he wants her to come back and help her is because she thinks he was uh, murdered at least. And it, it's seeming like that's going to be what happened. Yeah, and, and why, uh, we never found out why uh, her sister and her mom doesn't like her boyfriend. Because... Uh, they say he, ha- he has done something very, like, rude or in- inappropriate. And when she asks him about it, he said, I don't know. I think, I it, remember, she broke up with him in the first episode? But then she got oh. in the car crash and didn't remember breaking up with him? So I think all of them remember the breakup, but she doesn't, and none of them are s- telling her for some reason. Okay. Right. But but that's very weird. Wouldn't you like tell me? Uh, the boyfriend maybe not. Maybe he's counting on her forgetting. But the other, but the mom and the sister, it's just convenient writing where they're just writing around right. it. Where they're like, I they they they're writing it like the sister and mom think Alma knows that they broke up, but they're back together now. Where right? If you were in that situation, you wouldn't just go. Oh, but didn't you break up? You wouldn't. You wouldn't outright say that, I guess. But you right. would think after th- th- after this, after she has memory loss and stuff, they would go. Oh, do you remember that you broke up with him? But they haven't yet, right? Right. But yeah, no. Uh, I gave this uh, episode a uh, seven. Um, I think it's a little not as good as last time, so I'll go ahead and give it what like a a six point five, I guess. Yeah, we're not that far uh, away from each other. So, we have an anniversary. Woohoo! Four years we've done this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided that we were going to recap uh, all topics, uh, but because we talked about television for six hours, uh, this is going to go pretty fast. Yeah, we're going to have to kind of bust through these. So, uh, right. these are topics we covered in the past. So, let's start with uh, number one, which is on episode two of this podcast, Time. Yeah, uh, and uh, it is uh, uh, t- what Time released is an uh, uh, infinite content process of existence and events that occur apparently irreversible succession from the past through the present to the future. That is uh, what they say on 
YouTube. Uh, no, no, on Wikipedia, sorry. <laughs> on YouTube? What the fuck was <laughs> I thinking about that? I, I don't know. But, but uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk a little about this, uh, because uh, Luke picked three topics he wanted to talk a little about, and I picked three topics I wanted to talk a little about, is the concept of, of time. Why... Why do you, do you think we have decided to have 24 hours? Oh, you're talking about physical time? Yeah. <laughs> why did we why did we decide to make our clock 24 hours? Mhm. It's a lunar cycle. Right. Right. So it's based based everything is based on things like that. But I find it very I find it very Interesting that uh, we have to, for example, uh, once a year, like <clears throat> the stupid thing with uh, like spring, uh, springtime uh, and winter time. That's one of the strangest things that I, I think we have decided in, in history. That was because of farmers back um, back in the day, because they didn't want uh, to have. They wanted to have a longer harvest, but because of the uh, sun going down a little too uh, uh, late, they wanted to start earlier. So uh, while in winter time it would be more uh, 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 work hours in the day, it has absolutely no. Uh, uh, in a modern society, it doesn't really have any. Uh, uses usage, when you say, would you agree on that? Uh, I don't think it did back then because uh, just wake up at a different time. Why have right. why change the clock <laughs> when you could just wake up at six instead of seven? Right? It's a, it, it still right. doesn't make any sense. But they pe- people are creatures of habit. So if you're somebody who wakes up every day at seven, you want to wake up every day at seven, and so you just change reality. Uh, you don't. You change what you perceive as reality to fit your own reality, which is waking up at seven. You change time, which what you're talking about is like time as in physical, the measurement of time, where time itself is not the hands on a clock. It's something way bigger, way more, uh, way more interesting, I think, than uh, daylight savings time or uh, 12 hours, 24 hours, the months, the years, time itself, the idea of the uh, space time is so incredibly strange when you actually think about it, that you can, you go forward in time, but you can never go backward in time. The m- moment that we are now, it's gone now, right? Right. That moment will never come back unless we invent some type of time travel. Uh, Right. You can never redo that moment right now. Even in the theoretical idea of time travel, you wouldn't be able to do redo that moment. You would be able to rewatch that moment, uh, yourself right. redoing that moment, or rewatch yourself doing the same moment, which in and of itself, when you think about it, is just a memory. So is a memory time travel? Right. That's really weird to think about. Right. So time is so much weirder than just the idea of physical time. It's this idea of life, right? Because inevitably, life is time. Uh, 
how many years you've lived. We've done this podcast for four years. That's a measurement of time, right? You know what I mean? Uh, it, that's the most interesting thing about time to me. If you want to see a very stupid action movie that actually talks very profoundly about time, you should see Lucy. Have you ever, ever seen that movie, Luke? No. Uh, I, you, you've recommended it to me in the past. A, a couple of people yeah. have, but I've never seen it. I'll, have to, I'll write uh, it down. It's a very, very st- stupid action movie, but but it, it, it talks a, uh, a lot about this concept of time that that one of the most precious things we have in life is time because we don't we um and that's one of the things i've i've tried uh, to do with my 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 motto of the day is always carpe diem seize the day and for me that is doing something i want to do that day is in incredibly important for me because I don't know what tomorrow brings. I don't know if I will wake up and be hit by a bus or a meteor comes and destroys the earth or what the fuck is going to happen tomorrow. The only thing I can do something about is the time I'm using right now. So I'm using time to do things I want to do. I think the other thing that's interesting about time is the perception that we have. For instance, if you're sitting waiting for a bus to show up, time right. goes incredibly slow. But if you're right. running uh, while uh, knitting a sweater and talking on the phone at the same time, <laughs> right. time is going to freaking fly by. Or the perception of time for people who are on like hallucinogenic drugs, time is like... Right. Not even a concept when you're on LSD. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's oh, yeah. pretty... The, the whole perception of time is even uh, just as cool. All right, you yeah. want to move on to the next one? Yep, yeah. Dreams. Episode oh, six. Mm-hmm. Uh, a dream is a succession of images, ideas, emotions, and sensitive sensations that usually occur... In virtual, in the mind, during certain stage of sleep. REM sleep is maybe the most uh, known because of the group. <laughs> REM. Oh, sure. The, the music group. Yeah. Right, okay. Yes, the music group. <clears throat> I don't know if that's the, why it's mostly known, but... Uh, mm, I think so. I think <laughs> dreams are incredibly interesting because we have no concept of why they happen. No, like it's something right. that is so, I want to use the word magical, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, just, it's like one of those things, like when you're driving on the freeway and you look to your right and you see a guy in a car next to you. And as soon as you look over at him, he looks at you. There's no way he could have seen you look at him, but he just intuitively knew that somebody was looking at him. It's like that sixth sense, Dreams is like, mm-hmm. we never talk about how crazy that is. Dreams is that thing that everybody has, everybody does it, but nobody talks about how fucking weird it is. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. I, I think uh, dreams for me are, are a very important part of my life. I love uh, dreaming. I have a dream journal. I have surely said this many times before. I, the first in, time I've heard it. Oh, I I have had a 
Dream Journal for fucking years. Really? Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I try to write down every... As sure, fast as I wake up, I talk uh, I talk into my cell phone, uh, note what I had dreamt, if I have dreamt something. And it's hard to remember sometimes. Like, I'll have very yeah. super vivid dreams that, like, at the time are just incredibly vivid, where I can talk to yes. people, I can interact with things, or it feels like I'm, like, in real Awake. time doing in real life yeah. things. And then whatever, five minutes after I wake up, I, I'll have a very vague remembrance of, like, maybe a, half a thing. Right. That's why I do it the right way, where uh, it's the first thing I do when right, I right. wake up. Even then, it can be hard, especially if your dream's oh, yeah, yeah. really oh, complex. Yeah. I have a strange oh. thing where I don't... I've kind of built... I've heard people talk about this, that some people do it and some people don't, but my dream world is a world of itself, where, like, I'm always in the same space where i know where things are like i know there's a bridge i know there where there's a certain house i know where there's these like festival grounds i know where there's a taco bell in my dream believe it or not like that is always in the same place i've built a dream world where i go every night where i sleep i don't know if you have that no if you want to see a very good movie about that about dreams and how to look at dreams uh, I would say Inception is incredibly smart I, I, about that. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, it's it's a, it's a good movie, but I don't know if it's a good like source of information about dreams, if that's what you're suggesting. <laughs> no, no, but, 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 but the theory of how to build up your dreams and things like that, it's very, it's very interesting uh, theories that and, come up, up with that. Uh, back in the original episode we talked about it, I talked about how I have had a dream that was a premonition or sh showed future events. Um, right. Which was a, a dream I had, and then years... It was a dream about driving up somewhere, and I came to a split in the road, which is a classic dream scenario where you're supposed to, you know, decide which way to go. Classic dream scenario. Right. But then, three years later, I'm driving on that road, and the... It was, I hadn't been in the, the town that it was in in years, and the road, they had actually taken the road and, the, and changed the route of it so that the road split exactly around the restaurant that was in my dream, so it, like, actually right. came true, which is, then we'll get into one of my other topics later, which could relate to that, after we do Nazi Treasure Train. Yeah, I mean, I even sing about it, <laughs> and that fucking Nazi treasure train, yes. I mean, it's it wasn't the main topic, but it's been uh, so incredibly referenced by us. And, That's true, and yeah. Yeah, we, we reference it all the time, we talk about the Nazi tra treasure train. So give, give the audience that are new a little, like, what was it? Well, the so-called Nazi gold train, or the Wolberch's uh, gold train, uh, concerns a local legend of a Nazi German-era tr train buried in a tunnel in, in Lower Waldenburg in May 1945 during the last days of World War II, now in an area that is part of southwest Poland. So the, mm -hmm. this Nazi train filled with gold, there was a rumor it was buried in the, uh, to hide the gold from the Allies. 
And uh, really what we're talking about is the Koper Richter 2015 to 2018 um, search for the train. Right. Because this was an ongoing bit we had on the show where we had Nazi treasure update <laughs> every week. <laughs> uh, when it it came out, some news like first first there was to call to dig, then they found out that they were going to take some machines. Then they found oh we, there is something underground. It's probably the trains. Then they started digging one other week. Like we talked about this for years. <laughs> we kept you updated on this. Right, and anybody who's like a new listener, if we reference it, they don't know what the hell we're talking about, so now you right. do. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's why we talk about the Nazi treasure train. Let's go on to the next thing. Uh, deja Vu. Interesting. Episode uh, 36, like, main topic? Yeah, almost like we talked about it before. See what I did see, there? I see what you did there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Deja Vu is a feeling that one has lived through a present situation before. The phrase translate to literally phrase literally translates to already seen, although some interpret déjà vu as a paranormal context. Uh, mainstream scientific uh, scientists approach it as uh, the explanation as déjà vu is precognition. Uh, oh, they reject that it's a precognition or a prophecy. Right. So yeah, but, deja- uh, I have I had deja vu so many times. I, I I can't even count how many times I have had it. It is uh, something uh, I have had a lot of. Right. But I think. And the one I, I yeah. was talking about earlier with the dream, it could they they're even in in this is a dream based explanation for deja vu. Uh, right. Because it says first. Firstly, some deja vu experiences duplicate the situation in dreams instead of waking conditions. According to the survey done by Brown, uh, 20% of the respondents reported deja vu experiences were from dreams, and 40 of the respondents reported that both uh, that from they get it from both reality and dreams. So, right. a lot, like oh, 40% of people say when they have reality. Uh, when they have deja vu, it they think it comes from a dream. I I I I think it is because I I have had I have had things in my dream journal. I had had deja vu things about. I do I do I do check that out sometimes when I have deja sure, vu. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, then I go to the dream journal. And check. If but it's how? Well, I, you can't give a percentage, obviously. But like, no, you have deja vu okay. sometimes that you can attribute to dreams as well, right? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would say I have more of that personally. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I, I would say maybe eighty uh, percent. It's just a very like out of the stomach guess. Eighty percent is not from dreams. I would say. I just have a feeling that whatever chemicals and stuff that are happening in the brain during dreams possibly it what's happening is a small amount of the same chemicals in the brain are being released while you're awake and it's causing this dreamy kind of deja vu like effect 
Does that make sense? And right. why people would associate yes. it with dreams? So, I mean, I don't, I don't see any evidence of that, but it makes so much sense to me in my head. I'm sure somebody's tested for it, though. You would think. Oh, definitely. I, I, it but, would not surprise me. But then, how do that, the weird part is how do you, you know, uh, how do you f- test somebody? Do you just sit there for days on end and wait for somebody to have deja vu <laughs> to test it? That'd be really hard to do. Right. So, yeah. Right. Right. But it's it's very weird that I I think I have had more deja vu uh, uh, after I got sick than before I was sick. I don't I, I, I have a feeling that that is, but I don't have any proof for that. But yeah, I really don't know. There, I mean, there's other explanations for it other than that, like uh, but. Like we said, there's like paranormal explanations as well as other what would be considered more mainstream explanations, but that's the one that seems most likely to me, I guess. Mm. Uh, Predictive programming, Luke. When was we talking about that? I was just looking for it, and I can't find it. So go into the thing, and I'll try to find it. Well, what is predictive programming, you ask? Very good question. Uh, according to an article at How Stuff Works, it's when movies predict real uh, pro, uh, uh, events. We have talked uh, about it, uh, uh, especially like, around uh, the days after 9-11. Uh, Actually, we uh, talked about it two weeks ago on the show when we were talking about the Lily Singh thing and the movie right. Late Night. And how the, right. those two things were so incredibly uh, connected, especially since her first guest was somebody on the show, or from the movie Late Night, I mean, uh, which came out months before, so it didn't make any sense why she would be a guest promoting a movie that came out months ago, right? Yeah. Right. Episode 80 is what I'm seeing, from. Uh, a few days after 9-11, rumors started surfing inside that action uh, hero Jack Chan had barely escaped with his life. He had been started uh, beginning shooting uh, a movie called Noseblood, which involved terrorist plot to fly a plane into the Statue of Liberty or the World Trade Center, depending on who you talk to. The rumor was that Chan uh, supposed to be shooting uh, the morning of the attacks which uh, would have put him on the roof of the planes uh, where the plane sits. It turned not to be true. He's still working on different movies, and Noseblood got cancelled. But did they predict real events? And we we talked about many things like uh, The Dark Knight Rises, The Long Gone Man, things like that. Right, and Hunger Games and other things, yeah. Hunger uh, Games, yes. It says, uh, as it turns out, the whole theory about the power of media to predict and prepare us for the future is, is called predictive programming. It encompasses not just terrorist attacks, but new technologies and the existence of aliens. So another thing we talked about is like Star Trek communicators and cell phones as far as predictive right. programming, not just terrorist attacks or anything like that. Uh, right. Uh, is this theory plausible? Are we really in danger of uh, placid toler- uh, tolerance uh, to any changes that those in charge wish to make, simply because the media of the media we consume? 
uh, stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, oh, right, right. Uh, they talk about uh, talk about it on this thing. It says, uh, "So are events predicted, or are we are are we as people merely predictable, and that's why these movies are able to predict what's going to happen?" What do you right. What do you think the answer to that I, is? From? I, I think it's more uh, more or less that humans yeah. are predictable. Yeah, we are. It says here the fact that scientists already turned to science fiction writers to help figure out uh, trends in technology or how people might uh, use a new product and what the future could look like uh, shows that they consider these patterns uh, these as not patterns uh, after after the public uh, to promote tragic events is what it says so right. So yeah, I mean, predictive programming is an interesting concept, and I think there's, yes. I think there's like a ha half truth to this, where it's like mm -hmm. there is definitely some, you, I mean, propaganda use of different things, TV shows and movies to try to sway the public one way or another. That definitely happens. Uh, is it all the time to the point where you can point out all these instances that some conspiracy theorists would point out? Probably not. But I'd say there's a half. Oh. This is one of those half truths. You have to look at kind of. It it, it is uh, like it, it's it's some it's somewhat true because it's also uh, we we had the main topic where we talked about like uh, uh, things that uh, was predicted by movies and television shows in the in the past as well. And you could see uh, things that in The Simpsons uh, and things like that in the vein, vein of this as well. You could almost say that it, it was yeah, predictive programming. Some of the, them, yeah. The, yeah, the thing with Trump, for example. I mean, the whole idea uh, of predictive programming is to kind of like take something that's terrible and get people to accept it uh, as something. Right. And if you look at the Trump thing... If you go back to that Simpsons thing and see how similar they are, uh, did Trump see that thing from the Simpsons and try to recreate it so that right. it was a memory that you were that people were reliving and they didn't even realize it? Right? It's almost deja vu, right. like a way to use deja vu to brainwash people. It's kind of way, the way predictive programming would work if that makes sense you show somebody yeah. something and then when they see it again they don't even realize they see it they're seeing it for a second time they just yeah. uh recognize it as something that they've seen before and then they accept it yeah then uh, we had the uh, realism <laughs> or how do you say it realism Re realism yeah it's real good. yeah yes rail like a like uh, train like a rail for a train realism yes realism uh that has gave us a lot of content but holy fuck this is a funny religion tell me a little about it right this was some episode 25 of our show so the farthest we went was episode 80 that was the the so yeah everything within the first hundred episodes all these topics uh, I mean, as far as Nazi Treasure Train, that was on a lot of different episodes. So, uh, yes. Realism is a UFO religion founded in 1974 by Claude Vullahorn, uh, mm -hmm. who is him, the guy himself is known as Rail, hence the name. The Realism movement teaches that life on Earth was scientifically created 
by a species of humanoid extraterrestrials, which they called the Elohim. Yeah, and uh, out of this, we found clonade, and we had clonade as the main topic uh, uh, out of itself. Yep, that's this, right. This, this real religion has uh, brought us so many things, including a very cute a Japanese re- realism mascot that looks incredibly insulting today. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, I, it, I, I still think it is their, uh, you know, their actual symbol. They didn't, ch- they haven't changed that symbol at uh, any point, uh, which is like a star of David with a swast- swastika in it. Yeah, not sick or cross in it, yeah. It's so, it's so incredibly weird. And I, I remember where we talked about the different levels from zero to six. That was kind of one of the funniest things that I remember when we talked, we, because we, we talked about it twice. We talked about it on Let's Talk Then, and then we talked about it again on this podcast, because every episode of that is You gone. know what, Fro? I think you're thinking of a different alien religion. Am I? Uh, possibly. Uh, let me think. Uh, because we, a... talked to, to, uh, we talked to Tilly about this. Happy Science is what you're thinking of. Happy Science is what I am talking thinking of. We did cover realism, which is also a really weird UFO religion, but Happy Science was, it's kind of a UFO religion, but kind of not. It's half and half. It's part Buddhism and other things. Um, We talked about Happy Science, yes, on Let's Talk Then, and we didn't really cover it all that well. Well, not, we didn't cover it in depth, and so we did it again on this show in episode 14, is when we did Happy Science. Hmm. So yeah, you're but it, but it, you're confusing two religions. I'm the, confusing two religions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. It's all good. <laughs> we covered seven topics we talked about in the past, so <clears throat> I guess we'll call that bonus topic, like bonus 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 topic. Bonus topic. <laughs> uh, clap clap. Movies. I've seen zero because too much TV this week. Yeah, a long. Long, long week of TV. Uh, I saw one movie. It was it was on Netflix. Uh, a mystery kind of uh, sci-fi mystery. I would call it. It's called In the Shadow of the Moon. Um, okay. It's about a detective, like police officer detective, who is investigating a murder in like the eighties or something, and it moves across a bunch of time because. This murderer only murders people like every 10 years, I think it was. Uh, so he has to wait for this person to get... So the the main character ages quite a bit in this film, right? Um, right. And so it's over... It starts in the 80s and the next bit is in like, you know, the 90s and the next bit is in the early 2000s and it ends up in like... I think it was 2018 is the very last one. And it's about him trying to chase down this... Uh, killer but some of the things some of the ways that the person's killing are kind of defy all explanation like scientifically and so uh it's all it's kind of sci-fi in that way so yeah i'd recommend it uh in the sense that it's pretty good 
but not amazing, so I'd give it like a six. Six for a Netflix movie is pretty good. The, I mean, it, the acting was good. I liked the story quite a bit. It uh, mm. does have kind of a twist ending, and the twist ending is incredibly, incredibly predictable. So that I did not, not like about it. Uh, hey, uh, do you look at yourself as a cute person? I, I don't know. Because I look at myself as abominable. Whoa. You need to spend more time here with the family. Oh. Where are you going? Be back before dinner. Be careful out there. No boy. Got it covered. Bye. <laughs> wow. That was just like shotgunning uh, dialogue at us there. Yeah. It's a buckshot of dialogue happening. She's playing violin. Uh, what? Where is this in the city? There's a yeti on my roof. <laughs> hey, boy or girl? Yeah, you're definitely a boy. That is me. Boys are gross. I don't. He escaped. I want my yeti back. Is that your home? Oh, okay. So this isn't like Tokyo or something. You can go your own way. What a strange choice for of music for this, but okay. I love Fleetwood Mac. Just strange for a children's cartoon movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. There are people looking for you. Go faster! You can do magic? This is amazing! You can do magic? Is that how you say that? I wish Dad were here to see this. Wouldn't you say... You're magical, not you can do ma magic. Yeah, Ma. Beijing is great. Oh, Peng is, uh. Oh. Peng's fine. So Beijing is where it's at, not Tokyo. Was this your dad's violin? My dad used to play for me every night. Like, he was telling me that no matter how hard the journey gets, never give up. It's beautiful. You did that, Yi. I did that? When he sets her mind on something, nothing is impossible. Blueberries? Run! I've got blueberries in places where blueberries should never be. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? Right, uh, Abominable. Abominable. Why can't it? Mm -hmm. For some reason, it's not loading up. Sorry. I'm trying to buy myself time. After discovering a Yeti on the roof of her apartment building, Teenage Yi and her two friends embark on an epic quest to reunite the magical creature with his family. But to do so, they must stay one step ahead of a wealthy financier uh, and a determined zoologist who want to capture the beast for their own gain. Mmm. Uh, I went to the IMDb, of course. Oh, right. Sorry. Uh, 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 62% on Metacritic, 91% of Google users liked it. Ah. 
I went to IMDb, yes, I always do, as I try to say. Uh, Antonio Elwood gave it 10 out of 10, said, beautiful. I went to see this movie at the world premiere at TIFF. It's funny, emotional, and an enjoyable uh, film, perfect for young and adult audience. I cried like a little child with a beautiful meaning of the story. Go and see it, he said. Uh, also, somebody said that it's a little too Asian in one of the complaints there. So that isn't racist or anything. Uh, <laughs> it says there, I liked it, but the storytelling was a little too Asian, so I'm not sure if I got it. Okay. Maybe. Okay. What does that even mean? I have no clue. Okay. They gave it eight out of ten. Maybe it talks a lot about Buddhism or something. There was a giant Buddha in there, <laughs> so maybe he doesn't understand Buddhism or something. Uh, I went to the Facebook. Uh, Priscilla Tessariol says. Abominable is the best cartoon of 2019. It has a beautiful story and message, amazing visuals and soundtrack, uh, Coldplay heart emoji, uh, grade 10, better than Disney movie. I don't know what grade 10 means, because I think she's saying like 10 out of 10, but grade 10 makes it sound like gr the grade in school 10 which not would not be the highest grade you could get to. Even in high school, grade 12 would be the highest, right? So I'm a little confused as to what she actually means. Uh, uh, David Vong says, I Google searched the duration of the movie. It says hour and 40 minutes. The movie started at 1140 and it, and it ended at 1250. So that's an hour and 10 minutes. <laughs> it was a good movie, though. I haven't seen a kid's animated movie with Asian characters since Milan. Yeah, I was just going to say that. It re reminded me a little of like Mulan in its uh, in its uh, animation style as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to business. I haven't seen that movie in so yeah. long. Yeah, <laughs> it's been forever. I love, I love Mulan. Um, uh, also coming out uh, on limited release. Uh, Judy, uh, directed by Robert Gold. Uh, it has uh, Jesse Bookman, Finn Winchuk, Rufus Sewell, but also, of course, uh, Renee Salweger. Um, 30 years after starring in The Wizard of Oz, beloved actress and singer Judy Garland arrives in. London to perform sold-out shows at the Talk of the Town nightclub. While there, she remisses with her friends and fans. Begins a weird-world romance with magician Mikey Deans, her soon-to-be fifth husband. This has got a 65% on Metacritics, a 7 out of 10 on IMDb, and a 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. 85% of Google users like this movie. All right. So what movie would you see? I'm, I'm going to go with the cartoon, Abominable. Yeah, I agree. I have absolutely no interest in Judy Garland. I'm sure there's people that 
that are interested in it. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. But uh, we have a movie bet, Luke. That we do. Uh, let's go down here and check out what happened last month. Uh, or actually, we need to do Abominable first. So, uh, last month, last movie was Abominable, and it made 20 million, 20.6 million in the opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Which was Fro's last movie in the bracket. Uh, meaning it won with a, what, $91 million dollars. Whopping $91 million. Blew away everything else. Second place was Downtown Abbey, uh, which only made 31 Yes. Yes. So... So I won the movie bet this uh, time? $50 million? <laughs> A difference of $50 million? Just, just $50 million. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah, $50 million. So that means... It's only the amount that... that the, uh, Biden's son got paid every year by that company in the Ukraine. Um, yes. Uh, so uh, that means that you get to pick a topic for next week. Right, and I wrote down two, and I still I, I thought I would be decided by now as to which one I wanted, but let's see. Um, see, there's one I know is going to be easy to do, and one that I'm not really sure if we're going to have enough uh, information to actually do it. So I'm going to say both of them and probably go with the first one. One that I talked about last week that I thought would be a good idea. Uh, our top five stand-up specials, I think, is what we're going to do oh, from. But mm-hmm. something that was brought up by Trivia Chick when we did an interview with her was the idea of movies being written by AI, being written by computers. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I think that would be an interesting one for the future, but I I've did a little research, and it's really hard to find any kind of solid evidence around it, except there's one movie I found that is definitely was, but other movies, it's really hard to find information on. So maybe we'll do that in the future. It does actually, that reminds me, I was going to say about, um, the politician. It doesn't feel like it was written by a human. Oh no, that is written by an AI. Yeah. If anything was written by a computer, it was that (laughs) because it doesn't feel like any human wrote that, like that's relatable to any human in any real world. But, but let's be real. Who was the best actor in The Politician? It was the mom. <laughs> the best actor in that whole show? Uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't... I, yeah, that's hard to say. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. I like her. The dad was pretty good as well, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, but he just wasn't in it as much as the mom was. Sure. He was in a coma for a while in that show. Uh, yeah, literally yes. in a coma. Um, yes. So October, let's go through the October movies. October, yes. Sorry, uh, we have some movies: uh, Joker, uh, action crime from Warner Brothers, which uh, is already getting a lot of heat from a lot of different places. But Adams Family, a 2019 Adams Family movie, but animated from United Artists. I don't know. Gemini Man, or as I should call it, Woo Man. <laughs> sci fi for a month. High Strung Free Dance, a romance that, that rhymes from Atlas Distribution. Mm-hmm. Jixi, a comedy from Lionsgate that Throw has never heard of. Maleficent, a Mistress of Evil, fantasy from Buena Vista. 
Zombieland 2 Double Tap, adventure comedy from Sony Colombia. Black and Blue, an action from Sony. A countdown, a horror from SDX Entertainment. And The Current War, a director's cut, a drama by 101 Studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can tell you what movie I'm looking most forward to uh, is actually Zombieland 2. Really? Okay, I thought you were really excited yeah. Oh, yeah. for Joker. Um, I I am excited for Joker, but uh, <laughs> I think I I I've heard that it's a little like uh, a little slow and things like that. Sure. Okay. But I really. Really, really, really love Zombieland. Zombieland is fucking hilariously funny. Yeah, I remember being kind of halfway liking it, halfway thinking it was a little, I don't know, uh, just corporate uh, pandering horror movie, but it is, it was funny, yeah. I mean, when they kill that actor that plays himself, that is very funny. Right, I mean, there's a few funny parts in that movie. I haven't seen it in a while, but uh, I would probably go back and watch it and then watch the second one, yeah. But Joker, I'm still also excited for, just because... Mostly for the hype. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. it's either going to be really good or it's going to be really bad, and there's going to be a lot of uh, chatter online about one one side's going to love it and one side's going to hate it. I can already tell, so that's going to be... That's more what I'm excited for about that, I guess. Uh, but you have the first half of these movies, so you got Joker, Adam's Family, Gemini, High Strung, Free Dance, Jexy, and I have Maleficent, sorry, <coughs> Zombieland 2, Double Tap, Black and Blue, Countdown, and The Current War. Those are the ones that I have. Right. Uh, the one I'm looking least uh, most for is Will Smith playing uh, himself twice in a movie. Okay. Yeah, Gemini White Man. Have you seen the poster? Have you I seen haven't the seen poster? the trailer or anything for that. No. Oh. Okay. He's playing himself. I didn't even twice. know Will Smith was in it. I haven't seen anything for this movie. Yeah, weird. Oh. Okay. Yeah, but uh, Joker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, uh, it's not that I'm running to the theater. That's all. I have a I have a strange feeling that I will win this this uh, month, but that's me personally. I think Joker will do extremely good, probably. Uh, yeah, I hundred percent. I mean, any anything that has to do with super, superheroes right now is going to do fairly well, no matter what. Yeah, I think your best bet is actually some plan to. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, it, Zombieland did really well. It's a sequel. People are just going to go see it because it's a sequel. And Malefic... Yeah. Why can I not say Maleficent? Maleficent? I yeah. can't say Maleficent. the fucking word. doesn't come out my mouth. Um, That's going to do well, too. Yeah, I'm, that has a built-in yeah. audience. Yeah, and I'm the, one of the only ones that actually liked the first movie. <laughs> so. Oh, but really? Anyway... Okay. Yeah, I really like the first movie. Uh, 
So next week we will talk uh, Undone uh, episode four. We will have another digital review of War. Oh, what is it good for? And we will do as looks at uh, our top five uh, stand-up comedy uh, specials. Yeah. And we will cover uh, news of the week. And uh, when I talk of news of the week, we have a new segment that I really like, where we try to guess three things that will be in, in next week. Uh, I will let you go first. Uh, poisoned cheese. Okay. Uh, somewhere. Okay, poisoned cheese. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's see. We're going to find out who the whistleblower is. And okay. Canada uh, buys or gets Greenland somehow. Oh, that, that would be so fucking dope if that happened. Oh, Trump would be so angry at that. Okay, uh, I'm going to guess that we have some Julian Assange news, because it's been so fucking long since we heard anything. Uh, well, we kind of talked about it today. Well, kind of, yes. Uh, then I will guess that... Uh, Teresa May comes out as a man and wants to change sex. Okay. Uh, Ter- Terry May. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terry May. And uh, we will have a story from Norway about the royal family. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's my guesses. Uh, uh, trial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go there yeah. and get a free book and a free trial. Help us out. And we get a little money out of it. And uh, do you know what I did this week, uh, Luke? I actually bought the book. Oh, okay. And I'm going to recommend it. All right. What is because it? Because guess what? It is very, 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 very long. It's by T. W. Bray Brown, T. W. Brown, and it is uh, the book is called All Dead: The Complete Twelve Books of the Dead Series. And hold on to your hats, look. It is a hundred and forty-three hours long and fifteen minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of time. So, that is a lot of time. It's twelve books. And they are actually very, very good. I have started on it this week. When I haven't watched TV. I mean. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. <laughs> I, read, I read this book. Yeah, but 143 hours and 15 minutes, that's... Uh, yeah, I would say that's uh, okay for uh, credit. Yeah... Okay, Jeremy Rand? Got anything yeah. for the Jeremy Rand? I don't, because I have seen so much TV this week. Anything going on on YouTube? Not really. I no. mean, uh, uh, Sean, uh, what is its name? Sean Dawson? Dawson, Sean. Shane Dawson. Coming out. Right, okay. Shane Dawson, yeah, is coming out with a new documentary that everybody is going to say that uh, has... 
a lot about uh, the beauty community. Oh, really? So, yeah. So it's not going to be like one of his conspiracy documentaries. It's going to be more like the looking into specific YouTubers documentary. Yeah. Like the Jake Paul, uh, it, like the Jake Paul one, kind of. Yes, it is. It's about uh, that guy that does cosmetics. That isn't uh, the guy that was caught, but the other one. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Star. Yes, Jeffrey Star. Is that perfect that you know who I talk about? <laughs> out, of, out of that. It's funny. I watch sometimes when I I'll go on the CNN app and watch just to see what CNN's talking about, and they have a commercial with Jeffrey Star on there all the time, and it, he's always like, it's like uh, I can recite the line. It, they show him, and it's like CNN style, and then it pops up Jeffrey Star, and he goes, "Oh, this purse, it was twenty thousand dollars," or so. <laughs> and I I see that commercial so often now. I just no Jeffree Star just from that commercial. It's weird. So, what do you think that uh, about CM Punk returning to WWE? That's the rumor. Is it really going to happen? Confirmed. Is it confirmed? Yeah, confirmed? yeah. I did not. He, see, where did you see it confirmed? He he confirmed it himself on his Twitter or something. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, what do you, what do you think about this? I didn't see anything confirmed. Everything I I, I see I've seen yeah. and heard have said not confirmed. Like I'm seeing from Forbes ma- magazine six hours ago, all signs point to CN- CM Punk returning to WWE. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I don't think it's okay. confirmed yet, Fro. But it is a rumor that's happening right now. Right. Uh. Uh. Former WWE. Uh, oh, here it is. Um, CM Punk asked about Fox WWE uh, show reports during a radio show uh, thing. Um, former uh, WWE champ, uh, CM Punk appeared on the Kevin and Bean show this morning in Los Angeles. Uh, when asked about the possibility on on uh, a WWE SmackDown Fox premiering this Friday, uh, Punk junk uh, joked, "When is SmackDown? Is it tonight?" <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe not. This is from Triple H. I'm seeing this from ComicBook.com. Fox is doing this show and their show and everything. Fox has a long list of people they've been interviewing as far as for us. One of the things the company has shown is never say never. If the opportunity is right for everybody and it's right for our fans, then we are willing to put the past behind us and move forward. Uh, mm. Right, and then mm. it says here Punk appeared. This is from two hours ago, by the way. So this is like the most recent story I could find. Punk appeared on the Kevin and Bean radio show, which you just talked about. But you know what I'm seeing, Fro? That. What I just posted there. What's that? That I just posted there. Oh. Is that the Superstars page from WWE.com? Oh, my God. <laughs> it is. So unless they're working us, CM Punk is on the Superstars page of WWE right now. It appears. Wow. 
So it hasn't been confirmed, but it's looking very, very likely. Very likely. Is it... Can I say, I will bet that we confirm it. But uh, look, what are we doing in some hours? We're going to watch AEW, but NXT is also on, so I'm wondering if that's where Punk shows up. Because they're going against AEW, Punk shows up on NXT... That would be the move to pull viewers off of AEW. Oh. That would be such a dick move by WWE, but I totally can see them doing it. That would be amazingly smart of them. Right. Are people going to switch would... over to NXT, though, is the question. If they hear that CM Punk is there, fuck yes, I will. I think you're right. Yeah, I think so. I think there's going to be... <laughs> well, I don't know. If we we are watching today, what what is it? This is the weird part, right? Because during the Monday Night Wars back in the nineties, there was Mm -hmm. no DVR. There was no way to just go back and watch. There was no WWE Network. So if you were something happened on the other show, you heard about it, you switched automatically over. If we're watching AEW, which is what we're going to do tonight, and I hear CM Punk comes on, do I switch over automatically or do I watch NXT just? And, you know, an hour later, right after we get done with the AEW, because I can I can just go watch it, you know, taped. You know what I'm saying? So, mm, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we already if if mm. if we've already heard CM Punk's there, that surprise right. is already ruined. So we're not going to be surprised by it, right? So yeah, I right. don't know if we switch over. We're, we'll have to see. We're going to be watching it tonight, so we'll see if that happens. Oh, we 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 will definitely. But uh, did you watch Monday Night Raw this week? I actually did watch Raw this week. I didn't, no. Too much TV to watch. But I did see a picture of the new set. What did you think about it? Uh, I think it looks like a big skateboard ramp. but uh... It it does look like a very good (laughs) skateboard ramp. I don't think they meant to do that on purpose, but it made me go, okay, they need a character that can do something on it, like a snowboard character or something like that. But it'll never happen. Probably that thing's way not safe or anything to be on top of. But, I mean, it's cool. I didn't think it was that different. Like, the other one was also just a really big video wall. This is a big video wall. It's different, but not that much different. I agree. Uh, What else? Uh, nothing, really. Uh, no, I, I, think I think that was that's... about it for me. I mean, there's yeah. a guy who, I think he fell into Old Faithful, Faithful here, that geyser. Oh, no. And got hurt. I think, because, well, there's fences and stuff around it, so the guy's just an idiot, is what it was. And there was another lady who, at a zoo here in America, she just decided she was going to climb into the uh, lion cage, for some reason. Okay. And taunt the lions. I think she was trying to commit suicide or something. I don't, I'm not really sure. But there's a video out on... on I think... I saw it on YouTube, but I think it was originally an Instagram video or something. Because it's like, you know, vertical. That's how I could tell. Right. Yeah, no. It, it, I mean, I'm I'm very excited for tonight. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, it's the first time that I can remember in a very, very, very long time that I have stayed up during the night just to see <laughs> the first episode. But I'm, oh, yeah. I'm really excited. This is a big I'm moment really in wrestling. Excited. Yeah. It is. 
I mean, NXT two hours, uh, and this two hours up against each other. I'm I'm very excited to see the numbers for this. Yeah, and so let's ra- we be... gotta wrap this show up so you can take a nap so you can watch the show later. Yes, so. let's do that. Let's wreck this episode out. Okay, uh, what's your name? My name's Luke. My name is Fro. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye, citizen.